everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, and we want to welcome you to this wonderful program, the first program for the new year, as we have titled this program, The Glorious Appearing. So we hope that you can stay tuned to our program, and those of you following us on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so that they would take part in this amazing program as we await the return of the Lord. We believe that he is at the door. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this opportunity to get back into your word this week with Vic. I just praise you, Lord, for the heart that you've given him to preach your word. And for all those tuned in who want to grow in the relationship with you, Lord, reveal yourself to us, please. Uh, help us to, to know you better and be more Christ-like. We thank you in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb, Lion Ministry. Again, the title of our message is The Glorious Appearing. And again, we thank you for tuning in. Keep us in prayer and share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us, especially those of you following us on social media. But before I continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you all as well. I hope it's a blessed one. Oh, Nathan, fantastic. Can you believe, Nathan, we are into another fantastic year. I am so looking forward to seeing what the Lord is going to do uh, this upcoming year. And as we trust him, I think it's going to be a wonderful year. I think so. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, we've just gone through 2020 and 2021. They've been really rough years. I think people are hoping that 2022 is going to be something a little different, uh, better even. Uh, but, you know, if we're really close to the rapture and the Lord said things would get worse and worse. I, I can't help but be a little mm, pessimistic about 2022, but certainly the Lord gives us many blessings in our lives. And if we count those, we can have, continue to live in real joy. So, yeah, you can be optimistic and pessimistic all at the same time. Well, Nathan, I agree with you. I, I think it, it depends on what side of the camp you're in. For those of us, that are Christians and we believe that the Lord can return at any moment. We're very optimistic that, hey, this might be that year, right? <laughs> I, I mean, really, the, the changes that we're seeing around the world are just absolutely breathtaking at the pace of which things are going and how people are emulating China and love the way the government's locking everything down. March 1st, China's going to implement their new online uh, they say it's supposed to be for to help their people uh, engage in uh, freedom of religion, which just blows my mind because it basically bans all but state-sponsored uh, teaching online. I mean, you can get arrested by the government if any of your teachings influence anybody towards Christianity. So the, the Chinese government is starting to crack down so much onto what's going uh, – freedom of religion or any freedom of religion that very little that China has. I think the party's worried because Christianity is spreading – very rapidly across China and the Communist Party is worried. But that you see various countries around the world who actually have freedom of religion look to China now as the new leader of the world and to emulate their one party system. And it's it's kind of frightening because that means I don't think they understand what that means. It means an end of all freedoms, uh, not just religion, which whether they care or not, if they're irreligious, but also speech and assembly and and uh, own property, all those things matter. And when you look at the end times government, which it's supposed to be the one world government with the Antichrist leading, it's very much like that, a, a very totalitarian autocratic system. And it's weird to see the world 
want that. And I guess it's because the Bible says that right in the end that the people will choose to believe the lie and they continue to. Mm. Nathan, that's a very good point. And we're seeing that trickle into the United States of America in our nation. It starts trickling in with, with, with these movements such as Black Lives Matter and people not understanding what's behind all these, the communism and the control. And you're absolutely right. And I think those are the warning signs, the warning bells of the things that are going to be taking place before the return of the Lord. So we do have to be wise as a serpent and harmless as doves in how we live in these last days. And Nathan, also our, our, our ministry is filled with amazing articles and way that people can educate themselves so that they can learn more in uh, really what's happening. Would you be able to share with someone who's new to our program some of the resources they can have a hold of and, and what we do for the ministry? Well, certainly. Uh, if you're not familiar with Lamb and Lion Ministries, uh, we are a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. Vic and I and uh, Tim Moore and our other evangelists firmly believe that the Lord is coming soon. And so we've dedicated our television program, Christ in Prophecy, our website, ChristinProphecy.org, our app, the Lamb Lion app, our YouTube channel, and all our other social media to proclaiming Jesus' soon return. We're calling sinners to repent and for believers in Christ to get holy, uh, work towards holy lives and evangelism and get right with the Lord. So we believe the time is short. And if you'd like to know more and grow in your relationship with Jesus through the materials that we have on our website, check us out at ChristinProphecy.org. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. And also, Nathan, you have a few events that I noticed on the website, conferences that are coming up that you're going to be participating in. Uh, sounds exciting. Can you talk to us a little bit about those? Yes. On February 5th, we're going to have a, a streaming conference. Uh, Tim Moore and I will be representing Revelation, the book of Revelation, and Eric Hovind and Dr. Joe Martin will be doing uh, covering Genesis. And so we're calling this Epic Battles of the Bible, Genesis versus Revelation. Uh, the two guys uh, will teach on the creation and Tim and I on revolution, uh, Revelation. <laughs> excuse me. And uh, then we'll have a Q&A at the end of it. And we'll be streaming that from our Christ and Prophecy YouTube channel on Saturday. February 5th at 1 o'clock, so folks can check in live or after the fact. We'll just keep that up, of course, on our YouTube channel, and I hope we, it grows. I hope people, our job is to get people excited about the Lord, but we also want them to understand that Genesis and Revelation are bookends to the Bible. They reveal the problem in sin and provide the solution, uh, salvation through Jesus Christ and his victory when he returns. So uh, we find them not at odds with each other, but very uh, important as uh uh, what would I want to call these? Uh, parallel or uh, complementary. There's the word. They're complementary to each other. So check us out on our Christ and Prophecy YouTube channel on Saturday, February 5th. And it's the Epic Battles of the Bible Conference. I love this. So, hey, those of you that are tuned in, jump in the ring and check this out. So I love it, Nathan. That's very, very cool. So again, just a, a lot of wonderful materials, a lot of wonderful tools for anyone that wants to uh, continue to grow in the knowledge of uh, Bible prophecy and just end time events. And Nathan, talking about that, you and I have been making our way through, well, we made our way through various books uh, of the Bible, entire books, uh, uh, Revelation, Daniel, Minor Prophets. Uh, we tackle uh, uh, many books uh, dealing with prophecy and also those that just deal with proper living in the last days. And we started in the book of Titus and in our last chapter, chapter one, we, they talked about the behavior and the uh, reputation of the people uh, of Crete. 
uh, where they even had their own prophets uh, in uh, chapter one, verse 12. One of them, a prophet of their own secretions, are always liars, evil uh, beasts, and lazy gluttons. And they had a bad reputation. So Paul is writing to young Titus as a leader and saying, hey, while you're there, there are certain things that need to be corrected. There's a way that people need to be living to glorify the Lord. And you and I touched on that a few weeks ago. And holy living, Nathan, and sober living is so important, right, for the Christian, especially for those that are waiting the return of the Lord. Right. And I, I think we need to define sober because obviously we're, we're talking about sober. We're not talking about alcoholism. But there's a plan that it's talk about living Christ like living holy lives. And that's one of the emphasis of this ministry is to encourage people to live holy lives in these last days and live towards evangelizing the lost. And so being sober minded means being responsible and mature and and to seek doing what's right and not doing what's wrong. So, uh, yeah, sober minded. And thank you for clarifying that, Nathan, because it is uh, important for us to live soberly in terms of our conduct. And as we look at Titus chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, we're going to notice here just some uh, amazing admonition that apply really to everyone as a believer and as a Christian. So we hope that you can follow along with us in your Bibles as we dive into the book of Titus chapter 2. Nathan, would you be able to take us there and read for us verses 1 through 5 and now read verses 6 through 10, just in case someone doesn't have a Bible in Titus chapter 2? Absolutely. So Titus 2, the section is called Qualities of a Sound Church, and it reads, But as you, for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, that the older men may be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, and love and patience. The older women, likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers and not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. Mm, verse six, likewise, I exhort young men to be sober-minded in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, Sound speech that cannot be condemned, that one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say to you. Exhort servants to be obedient to their own masters, to be well-pleasing in all things, not answering back, not pilfering, but showing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, uh, in all things." Uh, Nathan, one of the things that you and I have noticed throughout the years is there are certain things that can disqualify individuals from ministry. There are certain things that can blemish Christianity. And we find here that our behavior is very important. Yeah. Uh, and this is part of being a, not only a sound church, but a sound Christian, in that the world is supposed to look at Christians and say, there's something different about them. I mean, you often hear people who have a problem with God, they'll use the excuse, well, uh, what good's a, a God following God if all the Christians act worldly? Or, you know, they're hypocrites. They live, and they forget that we're humans, we're fallen, we're not perfect, but we will be perfected one day when we get our glorified bodies. So people are supposed to look at Christians and churches and say, hey, there's a, a, there's a generosity there, there's a love there, there's a selflessness there, and it points people to God. And so, God is, doesn't just want us to be sober-minded because of our own relationship with him, though that's very important, but that we need to be sober-minded in how we behave for the rest of the world 
so we can point people to Jesus Christ and his salvation. Mm. And Nathan, we noticed that the people of Crete really had a bad reputation in, in terms of their behavior. So in chapter one, we found Paul telling Titus to address these things. And we find, sad to say, that there's individuals in the churches today that still carry on with certain lifestyles that are not pleasing to the Lord. And my thing is, hey, if we're really waiting and, uh, and, and recognizing that the Lord can return at any moment, how important it is for us to find ourselves living in the light of his return. And that's why I believe that holy living, uh, a sound uh, of speech, all these things really uh, say a lot about our walk with the Lord. And, and that's why you, Nathan, uh, and I have been doing this program for many years, maybe almost 10 years. And we, we were a little bit younger then. Now we got, uh, we're getting a little bit of gray hair. <laughs> but, but we were old enough to remember the fall of the televangelists back in the 80s. Remember that. I mean, we saw a culture that fairly much was pretty Christian. I mean, obviously it had a secular element, but back at least up to the 80s, we saw a predominantly Christian culture in America. And I just remember seeing some of the big name televangelists fall into sexual sins and other uh, crimes. And it's just weird. It's like the reaction was so strong by the, our culture that we slipped into the 90s and we really, that's when we started becoming a post-Christian culture. And I can't say that these men's fall triggered that, but I think it justified many people who wanted to break away from the Judeo-Christian values and become more of a secular society. I mean, we even see it today. I, uh, I've been reading up on uh, Ravi Zacharias, who I loved his ministry for many years. I read his apologetics and listened to his sermons and then to find out after his death, he led a double life of... Uh, sexual sin and it just ruined his ministry it ruined the credibility of his family uh that they pulled all his material as much as they can away and so his ministry has been tarnished and, and he it won't continue on without him and uh, it's just a sad sad testimony when we don't follow the advice that we're getting here in, in timothy uh, excuse me titus 2 to live a holy life we're living our life worthy of jesus now are we going to fall and we're going to be sinful it happens because and we live in these earthly bodies, which the Apostle Paul called the old man. But we still need to fight against. We don't give in to it. But we continue to fight, as Paul said, beat our bodies every day and try to be more Christ-like. Let the Holy Spirit work in you because you can't do it yourself. And let the Holy Spirit work through you to help you be more Christ-like, especially in these last days when there's so much sin and temptation around. Mm. Well said, Nathan. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned into our Truth with Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, we're talking about the glorious appearing and also holy living. Nathan, I think that uh, the Lord is really speaking to many people because one of the challenges and one of the errors that I find is that we're too much celebrity driven. We're, we're, we are following celebrities just because people uh, have so many followings on YouTube or just because their church is a certain size. And and we somehow think that that if you have a small ministry and uh, and it's not as large as these, that your message is not important. And we find that, uh, you know, these individuals, yes, they have a powerful world. They have powerful ministries. People need to remember that they're also human. And I oftentimes say, you know, uh, man will let you down, but Jesus will never let you down. And it's sad. Uh, uh, Rabbi Zacharias, we also know some other megachurch pastors in our area that have fallen and the, um, the, the damage 
that they uh, create. And then all of a sudden they fall into a, into a different category. All of a sudden you start to disbelieve everything else they said, all those messages and all those sermons. And you're like, well, you know what? If they were living like this, then what is this? And it's, and it's a blemish to the gospel, uh, which is a sad thing. And that's why we encourage people to uh, stick to the word of God, uh, understand what the Bible has to say in these last days. Don't get discouraged, but pray for these ministers and their family uh, that God will restore them. And again, Titus here, uh, Paul is saying to Titus, you know what, this needs to be the conduct. And Nathan, it's, not, and it's nothing different than what Paul shared with Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 8 through 12, when he was talking to those that had the position of deacons. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, and read for us 1 Timothy 3, verses 8 through 12? Yes, and let me say what you said is dead on. Uh, it's, it's so important to understand that how we behave is being watched. Uh, one of these quotes, and I actually used this quote in my Bible college senior year book, was uh, the only life a Bible some people read is your life. I mean, that just that resonates so true that people are watching Christians. They're, they're looking for any excuse because they're looking to justify their own sins. So we don't want to give it to them. But uh, 1 Timothy 3 says, likewise, deacons must be reverent, not double-tongued and not given to too much wine, not greedy for money, holding the mystery of the faith which with a pure conscience. But let these also first be tested, and let them serve as deacons, being found blameless. Likewise, their wives must be reverent, not slanderers, temperate, faithful in all things. Let deacons be the husbands of one wife, ruling their children and their houses well. I love that. And I think, Nathan, here we find, again, Paul speaking to Timothy, Paul speaking to Titus. These were uh, young leaders in the church. They had a big responsibility. And yet Paul is saying, you know, your lifestyle matters, the way that you live and uh, others are watching. I love what you just said. Uh, you know, we're, we are living epistles and uh, people are not just listening to what we're saying. They're also watching uh, what we're doing. And I just think this is great wisdom uh, for everyone to be able to learn uh, from these uh, uh, scriptures. And uh, I just think, Nathan, again, we're, very, we're we're challenged these last days because now with the uh, Internet and YouTube and all these other outlets, uh, there's just a lot of temptation out there. The type of movies that are coming out, we we made it a priority in our family not to watch anything that's, you know, PG. I mean, even PG-13 these days is something that. <laughs> But sometimes people say, oh, you, you're so um, strict in certain areas. And we're like, well, we really want to be careful that we don't give a foothold to the devil because there's so many areas that the enemy is slick and he'll try to bring us down. Absolutely. Uh, it's, <laughs> the temptations are just so easy to come by nowadays, isn't it? And it's funny how each generation seems to have a, an issue. I, I, we've been watching those as a family, those old Perry Mason episodes and they're rife with adultery and alcoholism. I, I don't know. Is that the that time period's problem? And then you get my our parents' generation. It seems like drugs and sexual addictions. And then today it seems to be homosexuality, fear and envy. Uh, every generation seems to have a predominant sin. But either, nevertheless, it's sin. And how important it is if, if we want Christ to really shine before people, then as Christians, then we have to emulate Christ. We have to be different. We have to be different from the world. And the apostles, Jesus, they all called us out to do just that. It's hard, yes, 
But again, stay in your Bible, get an accountability partner, be uh, going to church, uh, pray for the Holy Spirit to deliver you from temptation. Those are all important spiritual disciplines, and there's many, many more that you can engage in to help you resist temptation. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, and part of the reason is because we, when the Lord returns, we do not want to be ashamed. And we find here, as we go back to Titus chapter 2, noticing verses 11 through 15, that we have to keep our eyes focused on the prize. We want to live our lives pleasing to the Lord because there is a reward at the end. So Nathan, as we go to Titus chapter 2, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read verses 11 through 13. Uh, and if you can close it for us with verses 14 and 15. Okay. Yeah, Paul says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Speak these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one despise you. Woo, Nathan, I love this passage. This is one that you and I have quoted so many times, verse 13, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we keep our eyes on the prize. We believe, Nathan, right, that the Lord can return at any moment. We don't know exactly the day or the hour, but we know that he will appear and he will, again, take us home to be with him. Yeah, our blessed hope. Isn't that amazing? You know, it's interesting, verse 15, which says, speak these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority, let no one despise you. I was talking to a Christian brother today, and he was uh, kind of uh, down in the dumps because as all this COVID things going around, he's been reminding people that there's we've been seeking so much earthly solutions, vaccines and government intervention and, and all sorts of healthcare stuff. And says, well, maybe God is trying to tell us something. I mean, one of the signs of the end times would be an increase in pestilence and plague. You know, God is trying to shake us up and bring us back to him. And so he's been saying, hey, instead of us being, and right now, we got to admit, the brethren are very divided on the vaccine issue right now. And yeah. So he's speaking out about, well, instead of looking at vaccines, maybe we ought to be looking at what is the Lord trying to tell us through this pandemic? And what does he want us to learn and do? And I tell you, he says the reaction has been very harsh against him. To the point where it gets that point, let no one despise you. And isn't that true, Brand? It's if you, even when we try to live holy lives and, and direct people to Jesus, people will still despise us for it. And because they want us to be at, at, at their sin level, I guess. Because again, uh, misery loves company or it makes them feel justified in, their, in what they're doing. Uh, you're going to be despised for standing up and doing what's right for, by the most people. But there will be people who will see that. And they'll, they'll listen to the Holy Spirit's calling and turn to him. And those are the people, you know, you're not going to bring everybody to Christ. Nobody can, but you're going to lead some to Christ. And those are the ones that are Jesus' sheep that he calls them, the ones that hear his voice and respond. But they need to hear the voice first. And a lot of times that's either through our, our living holy lives or through our evangelistic efforts. 
Absolutely, Nathan. I think that's our focus is evangelism in these last days, because, again, we know that the Bible also talks about the persecution that is coming when we continue to stand up for Christ. People will laugh at us. They think we're crazy. But the reality is we have to stay focused. And we know that the Lord can change all these events in a moment in the twinkle of an eye. And that's why I think a lot of these distractions whether it's a vaccine or COVID or politics, it's just ways for the enemy to keep us divided and distracted from the reality that the Lord can indeed return at any moment and whatever we're worrying about can disappear really within seconds. In Matthew chapter 24, verses 42 through 44, a passage that you and I have always been encouraging people to uh, to recognize is one that I think also sobered sobers us up a little bit when we consider what the Bible has to say and where our focus should be. Can you take us there, Nathan, to Matthew 24, verses 42 through 44, in case someone doesn't have a Bible? Sure. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known that, what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. And Nathan, again, you know, as we talk about his glorious appearing, you and I believe that the return of the Lord is imminent. In other words, it can happen uh, at any moment. And we really need to be watching and we really need to be ready. And we really need to be careful with so many distractions all around us. Yeah. And this is where we get back to Titus 2.13, that blessed hope. Here in Matthew, Jesus is talking about our blessed hope is the return of Jesus Christ for his bride, the church. In other words, if you know Jesus as your savior, you're saved. You are part of the church, capital C, universal, or it's also picturesquely called the bride, and that Jesus Christ will come one day. And it says here that we're not going to know when. You can't expect it. Now there's signs that point to it, but we don't know the day or hour, and anyone who says they do is a liar. And uh, we would prepare. It says, hey, if you knew a thief was coming into your house, wouldn't you set up security? My uh, daughter and I watched a movie yesterday. It was about a family in witness protection, and there were some criminals uh, uh, stalking them. They had found out who they were, and they were stalking them. But the family leaves their house unlocked and the window open, so the guys are just coming in and out. It's like, wait a minute. You know there's a bunch of bad guys sitting outside your house, yet you don't close your windows and lock the doors? I mean, come on. So same thing. You know that Jesus Christ is coming. How should he find you ready? And Vic, I, I think you said it great a little earlier, is that the Lord— should find us uh, ready for him because we're living holy lives. You could say it better. Amen. You know, Nathan, and this is why you and I do these programs. It's really to encourage people. We're living in times where there's a lot of bad news and negativity and people are losing hope. And these type of programs, when we bring the scriptures to life, it should rejuvenate our, and strengthen our faith. And knowing, hey, no matter what you're going through, no matter what challenges you're facing, all this can be over in minutes, but we should be out there uh, living and doing the things that the Lord called us to do. And that is sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible, because we believe that the Lord can appear at any moment. And the Bible describes to us two places and how this is going to take place. That first place is 1 Thessalonians 4 and then 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And since our time is short, we're going to go over there to those two passages so that you can be encouraged how all this is going to wrap up. And we believe it can happen at any moment. So, Nathan, with that, would you be able to take us to uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and read for us verses 14 through 17? 
And then I'll read 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 and 52, in case someone doesn't have a Bible. Okay, starting in 14. <clears throat> Excuse me. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, raptured up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. I love that. And Nathan, in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 and 52, ties this wonderful how this event is going to take place in the timing. Paul says, behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment, in a twinkle of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and shall be changed. Nathan, this glorious appearing when the Lord returns, this is going to be an instantly, uh, instant situation that is just going to transform us in the twinkle of an eye. Yes, this, this term caught up in 1 Thessalonians 4, 17, rapio, it's where we get the word rapture. So you can find the word rapture in the Bible, at least if you read Latin, but the English uh, is caught up. And so we are waiting for that day, a time where Jesus says, we don't know the day or hour, uh, it has no signs that precede it, so it makes it an imminent event. And when it happens, we Christians will be brought up to heaven with, along with those who have died. They will be resurrected and come up with us. We will get our glorified bodies and we'll dwell with Jesus Christ forever. And that's why Paul calls it in Titus 2.13, our blessed hope. I love it. And Nathan, that is the hope that we uh, wait. That is the hope that we have. That's the hope that we want to share with you. And it starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's really the, uh, what, we're not, what we're talking about here. And if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, as we do before we close every program, we give you an opportunity to come to Christ while there is still time, because today could be the last day. So Nathan, would you be able to share with that person uh, that's maybe following us on social media or that will be part of this program in the future, if they don't have a relationship with the Lord, how they can start that relationship even right now? Well, the Bible says to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, that if you confess with your mouth as Jesus and Lord is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. So if you feel that tug of the Holy Spirit on your heart right now, uh, surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Step out in faith and pray, Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I need your salvation. Please forgive me of my sins and be the Lord and Savior of my life. Your sins will be forgiven, the guilt will be washed away, and you'll inherit eternal life with Jesus Christ forever. Praise the Lord. Hey, and if you pray that prayer for the first time, wherever you are, get a hold of us. Let us know so that we can rejoice and pray for you. And we want to send you a gift. We'll send you a Bible so that you can follow along and grow in your relationship with the Lord. 305-992-9537. You can call or text. Let us know if you receive the Lord. We would love to rejoice with you and also pray with you. And we encourage you, if you just trusted in Christ, find a good Bible teaching church wherever you are. Get plugged in. Let them know you accepted the Lord and that you want to be baptized and grow in your relationship with God. So again, we're very excited for those of you that have placed your trust in Jesus. So Nathan, what an exciting time we live in. What a wonderful way to start the year. I'm very excited because again, as we just shared, we believe that this could be that year 
where we might be seeing the Lord face to face. I totally wholeheartedly concur. I believe that the time is getting very short. Christians need to get up and get active in, in the short time that we have. But it also means that blessed hope is coming, right? Amen. And for those of you that are part of our program, again, we want to encourage you to keep your eyes on the Lord. We ran out of time for this segment of the program. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Again, thank you for tuning in and look for these opportunities this week to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as you can. So again, have a great day. May the Lord bless you.